everybody welcome back to clean chats and of course welcome back to 16 days of activism against domestic violence uh from the united nations i'd say special but <laughs> if that sound makes it sound like it's really exciting uh it's more hard-hitting and more knowledgeable on all the different things that have happened with 16 different pageant queens and just bringing more awareness to domestic violence, to domestic abuse and the effects that it can have on mental health. So trigger warning for those who are listening who are not in a good space right now, um, might not, especially what's happening in, in lockdown as well. Um, I would advise you to skip this episode or come back with a little bit stronger. Um, we will not be offended, but if you are still with us and you still want to hear um, some amazing stories, please keep listening and I will let the lovely lady on the other line introduce her name and her title. Hi, I'm Hannah Brennan and I'm sleep Miss Sleaford Atlantic. Atlantic. So this pageant Atlantic is of course fundraising for Mind as well as other charities. Um, is that one of the reasons you decided to enter? Yeah, absolutely. Mind has helped me quite a lot with mental health myself over the past two, three years now. And um, I find it really close to my heart. I love the thought of charity work and to do it for such an amazing charity is just something that makes me sleep a lot better at night. I I love Mind as well as my chosen charity to fundraise for. Um, you know, I know that my pageant has a chosen charity already. I just feel such a connection with Mind. So that's the Absolutely. one I'm... <laughs> so, we are discussing, of course, about our personal experiences and the effects it has on mental health. So talk to us about your experience with domestic violence. Okay, so I am still married, but I've been separated for about three years now. Um, it was a really good, healthy relationship beforehand. But when we got married, we both liked to drink and we got on each other's nerves, which, you know, that's that just happens. It's just a standard way of life for some people. But um, as I went through time with him, there was a specific time where he um, was really, really drunk out, um, out and about. And he came home at like three in the morning and he was just so angry at life. And he um, got me by my hair and dragged me out of bed five times. Wanted to know where I'd been all night, even though I'd been in bed all night. He, um, I, had, I had massive red flags from about six months before and I should have listened to them and I can only hope people out there listen to their gut feelings and red flags yes um sorry <laughs> I pressed the mute so I didn't want to get uh my notifications come through but it's not letting me uh the red flag is such a a big a big thing it really is a big thing um because we often do miss them. What sort of red flags did you see that you kind of skipped over? Okay, so my red flags were both drinking together wasn't good, um, but we continued to do it. Um, I'm quite a happy drunk, and he's quite a mischievous drunk. Like, he likes to play pranks, and he's quite jokey. But, but if you're drinking, like, you can... Um, misinterpret a prank as something as something quite cruel things can be misread um he actually tried to punch me once and 
he laughed it off and therefore I laughed it off. And I just mm. thought, wow, why am I laughing at that? that? That's not laughable. Like, that's serious. That's something serious. I need to rethink this situation. And I, it just, I just didn't rethink it. I just wanted to stay in this little bubble with him and make things normal again. So when did it start to start to realise that this was not the healthy relationship and you made those steps to uh, to separate? Well, I was quite brave, to be honest. Um, I know not a lot of people can um, be as strong to do this, but the night he dragged me out of bed by my hair, I um, was in work for... Se- so that happened at three in the morning. I was up at work at six in the morning. I packed a bag unbeknownst to him and I went to work and I looked at my work rotor to see who was on my shift the next day and on that day. And I asked if I could sleep at their house um, to get away from an argument. And I actually never returned. I just packed that one bag and lived out of it until I just built myself up again. I just didn't want to return. And if that can be done, I just would hope people could be strong enough to act that way but I get that it's it's so it takes a lot of bravery and a strong person to do that and people like to stay but um if you can go just the moment you know your gut feeling is telling you to do that is what I would hope for someone to do so for those who are listening who um, might be in that situation there, of course, you can contact refuges, so Women's Refuge, Women's Aid, who will find accommodation, temporary accommodation, if you don't have that escape route. Because, of course, yeah. you said stay with friends and, and things like that. Um, I was very lucky in, to have friends. I was very lucky to have my friends definitely very brave to make that decision and I think although you missed the flags and it was very physical that one physical act you didn't stay and you went and yeah you should be feel so proud of yourself for getting out of that situation to rebuild yourself back up and now of course you have that unfortunate where they're not giving you a separation it's the last element of control 100%. Um, so um with that, how have you found your mental health since uh, escaping the situation? Okay, so during my marriage, I was a bit of a drinker, but like a happy drinker, um, like socially. And then as I left my partner, I just started drinking every day. Um, I, I started drinking every day and I avoided getting back together and talking to him completely, which obviously is a good thing, but that made me act that way with everyone. Like I didn't want to talk to anyone. I started to become really reclusive and um, subdued. It made me like turn into a really closed book and I became like a shell of a person. So Mm. now I like still to this day, I now stew on bad vibes. Like I'll, if I have a bad vibe or a bad experience, I won't talk about it. I, I wait until there's that last cherry on the cake and I'll pop. And I know that's so, so unhealthy and such a bad trait to have. But I have a partner now that's the complete opposite and he's so um, supportive and wants me to talk and be honest and open about everything that I go through. And that's so healthy in a relationship to have that support. 
it, it especially the contrast and communication effective communication is so important in a stable relationship so mm. I'm very happy um that you have that have you are there any other things you do to help your mental health have you seeked therapy at all or um, um so self-care I have um I have actually been sectioned quite a couple of times in the last two years through my mental health I'm on a lot of medication but um that helps maintain like good vibes in my life and um I'm turning 30 soon and it's like my biggest goal is to not be on medication before I'm 30 and there's no judgment on people who are it's just a personal preference because I just I feel like that's a chapter in my life that I want to close and to me that is a good move for myself personally um like I say my partner is really um supportive and he's really good at seeing signs so like I say I've been in the hospital I've been admitted he he we have like a care plan and he's always looking at it I'm like god you know me by now but he's like no I want to keep updated I want to read this I want to read that he likes to keep on top of my care plans and make sure like oh she didn't answer that question maybe she's having a stressful day I'm gonna probe into that more he's just really goal orientated when it comes to me and like everything he does revolves around my care and support which is amazing in someone that is amazing and um it's good to it's good to have a goal because medication isn't for everyone um but it is helping in you know 30 oh it's the milestone um mm. it begins at 30 uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> come on i'm 31 now so but then, do you really count a birthday in pandemic? So we just say you're 29 for two years. You know what? I'm <laughs> all over it. That is going to be my sentence for the year. I'm just not going to count this birthday. I'll be 30 next year. That's it. That's all <laughs> we do. Um. So with uh, then entering pageants, how did that come about? Um. So I know someone in Sleaford, where I'm from, who um, who does a pageant quite often and um I got really um like what's the word like I just wasn't focused on anything this year as a lot of people have become like with the lockdown you don't mm. work and you lose hobbies because you, you you can't do them simply um I thought what can I do what can I do with my time and and like something to focus on and keep happy and healthy and my friend talks about pageants a lot and I just thought wow what an amazing idea to like get some self-esteem and to get some confidence um it's really helped like I haven't actually competed in a pageant yet like it's my first one next year um with Atlantic and I'm just super excited like my boyfriend's like oh my god what if you win I'm like don't even talk to me about winning I'm not even concentrating on that I'm just concentrating on being involved, meeting new people, doing things like this. Like I wouldn't be involved in podcasts and radio interviews if it wasn't for pageants. And you, you're really nervous and scared, and it, but it's exciting nervous. It's exciting scaredness. And you come away from your phone afterwards and you're like, wow, I could have just helped somebody today without doing anything. I've just talked, I've just talked and that's what I do best. I just talk. <laughs> that's so good. And it's nice it's such a nice pageant world um has it helped your confidence at all 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, like I say, being admitted in hospital like three or four times this past two years, I, mm. I always get really nervous that people um, just see me as that person. Like, I, it's really nice of them, but I always just have friends ask me if I'm all right all the time. And I'm so lucky to have that. But sometimes I'm like, yeah, nothing's happened. I'm fine. Like, you don't, I'm not a child. You don't have to constantly check on me. And I know they're doing it out of love, but they're doing it because they have this image of me and I don't want to be that image anymore I want to be a happy healthy person again you don't want to let your mental health define you a hundred percent and I think that it's nice to have got these experiences and this is why we have this podcast to to show people that there is more than the glitz and the glamour um and to educate people on things that have happened like you said um you know you've been submitted and now you're on the mend which is yeah. um amazing and although it is nice that we do say check on your friends but also it's you know maybe talk about other subjects as well not just like the whole mental health thing you know something that you yeah. love you know even is asking about your pageant journey as well um because that's that's an exciting thing it's something new um and I can't wait for you to actually get on a stage um <laughs> hope it'll be soon um everything that's happening so so excited so nervous so excited what what are you looking forward to the most of it Um, so I really enjoy modeling at the moment for for friends so what I'm excited for is seeing photos like I'm obsessed with seeing photos of myself and I know that sounds really big-headed but I'm just looking forward to like wearing a gown and having beautiful photos of me having my hair and makeup done looking beautiful and just being able to say to my family and friends like that wasn't me two years ago seeing it's seeing that progression I think as for a lot of pageant girls especially when I said we enter for confidence I entered my first pageant in 2010 after old timer after getting out out of an abusive relationship um Mm -hmm. Uh, so I bought, went for my self-confidence, did a couple, did a few things, and then obviously got into another relationship. Pageants, the second time round, really did save me from, that was a really emotional relationship, abuse. Um, and it, it just, you look back and you see the photos, and you think, wow, that was me then. Now look at me, now look at me owning these photos and wearing these beautiful gowns and just having the time of my life without having to worry about what a man says what a man does um yes all for those who are listening who are in same-sex relationships um or anything like that it, it doesn't matter what your relationship status is you shouldn't be controlled by your other half it should be a healthy partnership um yeah and that's why it's looking out for the flags um like for you you said that you know drinking together kind of didn't didn't help anything because it was not a good thing for us to drink together not at all no alcohol is a depressant and people react in different ways some Mm. people emotional and crying and some get really happy and then some people get angry um so apart from all that though what advice could you give to someone who is listening now um who is trying to find that strength to leave if they are listening like what sort of things because you know you just grabbed the bag and went for other people they have a grab bag that they might have they kept under their bed just in case yeah. um but 
talk to us about what advice you'd give to them okay so i have touched on it again but um the red flags the moment hopefully the moment you start seeing red flags um it's trust your gut feeling gut feeling means everything in a red flag situation having red flags could literally be something minor as being told not what to wear um just think if they're telling you not what to wear one day how is that going to progress and guarantee it will always progress to worse it might take three days three months three years but you will end up thinking I remember that one day when he told me not to wear something and I just laughed in his face and now I just wish I I just left you will thank yourself so much for listening to your own instincts and gut feelings because you you know that's on you then and you've made that brave brave move to stand up for yourself you don't have to stand up for yourself in an argument in a confrontational way you need to stand up for yourself and walk out the door definitely because at the end of the day the only person you answer to is you and you're the one happen don't let anyone dim your sparkle as we say absolutely Um, well thank you so so much hannah for sharing your story with us and you know i'm wishing better times in 2021 you know you're going to be 29 again you're going to (laughs) be full of pageantry and you know it's the only way is up but we do know that mental health is a journey it's not just a a cure you can't just get better there are ups and downs Mm -hmm. we both know we both experienced it um yeah and so wishing all the love on the not so good days but also can't wait to see all the exciting stuff on the great days thank you so much for speaking to us today thank you for having me i can't wait to speak to you again